to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com this episode is sponsored by two awesome companies dipsy and trivia star both fun ways to spend your time especially during the monotony groundhog day of pandemic life right now dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash s and s and trivia star is offering you 2500 free coins and 500 gems which you'll figure out what that means in a second when you download and play just go to apple or google store and search for trivia star okay a bit about these sponsors so dipsy if you haven't heard about it already is is one of my faves um it's an audio app that's full of these short sexy stories and guided sessions that are basically basically designed to turn you on and help you get in touch with yourself. Uh, It's really great for listening to on your own or with a lover, for single folks or partnered people. They have a huge array of different stories and there's new content every week. So you can usually find something for any mood or interest that you're in at the moment. I personally love Dipsy Stories because it really helps me set the mood for myself and to unwind from a stressful day so that I'm open to connecting sexually with a partner. So it can really help my brain get going, especially if I've been distracted by other things that day. And again, for listeners of the show, Dipsy is generously offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash S-A-N-D-S. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash S-A-N-D-S, dipsystories.com slash S-N-S. Then Trivia Star is perfect for those of you who are missing trivia bar nights, which I've never been too great at, but I really love going. Um, I'm usually good at the movie and uh, music rounds about like obscure music. But anyway, Trivia Star is a free mobile quiz game that's entertaining and challenging. I've been playing a lot of trivia virtually with friends during this time, and it's definitely a good distance activity too. So you can choose on Trivia Star from all sorts of categories like music, sports, movies, TV, animals, there's over 60 categories, so there's usually more trivia to explore. And the questions get harder over time, but if you get stuck, you can use some of the free coins and gems that they're offering you right now um, to skip some of those levels. Um, Just go to the Apple or Google store and search for Trivia Star. Again, Trivia Star is offering 2,500 free coins and 500 gems to get hints and beat those levels when you get stuck. So download Trivia Star for free today. Now, back to the episode. Thanks for tuning in. Sluts and Scholars is a sex-positive, shame-free educational podcast where we try to help you talk smart and fuck smarter. While we love to give advice and resources, please note that this podcast or any emails from us are not intended to be therapy or a replacement for therapy. Welcome back to another week of Sluts and Scholars. I'm Nicoletta Heidegger, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and sexologist. And this week, I'm welcoming my friend and colleague, uh, almost Dr. Nicole Belmonte. Uh, she is a licensed marriage and family therapist and sexologist in her dissertation phase uh, in the same program that I'm at, at Widener. She's got a private practice called Real Talk Therapy, LLC, and she's an adjunct professor at Northern Illinois University, where she teaches sex therapy to other MFTs, and she says she's very entertaining. So let's see how this goes. (laughs) 
<laughs> what I said was I'm not that interesting, but I am entertaining. But see, I wasn't going to feed into this negative voice because we were just talking about negative narratives in our head. Mm-hmm. And I was saying that last night I told a client to like name that bitch narrative in her head, like Karen or whatever. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if you're listening, your name is Karen. Cause you've gotten so, gotten so much shit these yeah. last couple of days, but like think of the bitchiest person you've met that like you really hate. And that's the name of the negative voice in your head. And when she chirps up, just be like, thank you, Karen. But like, I don't have time for your shit today. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Love it. Here for it. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> so hi, welcome. Hey. Thanks for having me. (laughs) So Nikki and I are super open and something that we often talk about is like how to balance that with being a therapist and like being professional, whatever that means. Um, So I think like I'm obviously doing this podcast and I know that clients listen. So um, they get what they get. And I, there are still some things though that I don't talk about. How do you manage this balance? Yeah. So, um, You know, I actually was reading that article that came out on Psychology Today about like therapists in porn. And so I was. Which was written by my awesome friend who's on the podcast, Dr. David Lay. So check it out. It says, My therapist is a porn star. Yes, it's so great. I I thought it was fantastic Um, because the reality is like we are human beings, right? So like I'm I'm not going to just stop living my life because of my job, it just doesn't make sense. And so, so, you know, I was thinking to myself the other day, I'm like, the way I do therapy, I mean, if my goal is to reduce shame and increase authenticity, right, then why shouldn't I be modeling that? Like, why should I be pretending to be something I'm not just for like the profession's sake? Um, And so, so yeah, so for me, I'm like, if I'm not comfortable within myself and like letting other people see that, then how can I expect my clients to engage in that way as well? Do you think there's a line of like too, I don't want to say too authentic, but like, Mm -hmm. are there things you wouldn't talk about with your clients? Sure. Um, I think, I think for me, like I try to stay out of politics as much as possible. I'm like, let me not just because that can, I mean, especially with the way things are today, which is like very polarized. Um, I think that that can almost alienate a client and I wouldn't want to do any of that. But generally speaking, like with regards to just like who I am as a person, um, you know, yeah, I'm not like trying to have conversations about myself because that would go against what therapy is for. <laughs> but if they were so it's not just an hour of you talking about yourself. Right. I mean, I try not to do that. Um, <laughs> sometimes it doesn't work. No. Um, like 50, 50. Right. Exactly. No, but, um, but I think that like, yeah, I, I'm also not the therapist that like, if somebody has a question about me that I'm going to always be that one. That's like, why are you asking me that? Like, sometimes it's just a simple curiosity question is trying to relate. So what makes you want, what makes you curious about how old I am? Right. Right. I'm like, uh, okay, like <laughs> the kid's like, yo, I'm 12. I'm just curious how much older you are than me. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> um, going back to the politics thing, though, I've, I've, I have shifted my view on that a little bit. Like, I'm not talking about politics and being like, hey, here's who I'm voting for. Here's who I think you should vote for. Like, and getting on a soapbox of like what I believe. Yeah. But because we're existing in a world with all this 
political turmoil that's impacting people emotionally, physically, psychologically, economically, whatever. Like, I do think activism and social justice should play a role in the work that we're doing, not in like a shaming way, but like it's fucking there, like it's present. Sure. No. And I, and I definitely hear what you're saying. I think, I think for me, my biggest thing is trying to, um, make anyone feel welcome. Yeah. And help people understand that we're actually a lot more similar than we are different. And so like your ideologies and things like that, like, like I, as your therapist can respect all ideologies and be able to have, you know, real conversations about that versus me getting defensive or you getting defensive. And so if we have a trusting relationship, you should be able to talk to me about anything and not be afraid that you're offending me. So you want Trump supporters to still have good sex. Yeah. I want everyone to have good sex. What? What? I don't discriminate. Okay. (laughs) No, I, yeah, I know what you mean. I, that's the worst is if someone, I think, there's already so much judgment enough outside of therapy. So having someone come in and being afraid of what you're going to think right. of what your therapist is going to think of right. you, which comes up because they're another human. But to me, that's something to like talk about yeah. with our clients. Yeah. So if you're going to therapy and you're feeling a certain way about your therapist, you should be able to talk to them about it and have them respond openly and have a dialogue with you. And if yeah. they're not, then that's maybe a problem. Absolutely. And I mean, I think that's the other thing too, is that like in these times we, we make this assumption that who you voted for, like you just agree with everything about that person. You agree with all the policies. And it's like, that's not, that's not really what politics is about. You're, you're trying to vote for somebody that is going to work for you in some way, whatever that means to you. And so, yeah. So for me to just make blanket assumptions about people generally, like if we're fighting against that, then why are we doing that on the opposite side? And I'm just trying to bring as many people together as possible and hopefully not get shit on for it. (laughs) What about dating life though? I mean, in the time of apps, like we could see all of our clients because a lot, a lot of the resources that I give my clients, I use them too. And that's why I give them to clients because I'm like, oh, these are things that I like or that I think are workable and that I've tried. Um, so what do you, what do you do with that? So, so yeah, so, uh, yeah, being, being single is interesting. And then you add that I'm an adjunct professor too, right? So like, (laughs) So like, not only is it like clients for therapy that I can see, but then I'm also, students. I can see students and stuff. And I'm just like, uh, fuck my Have life. You seen one yet? No, not yet. Thank God. I think that they're just beyond me with regards to healthy relationships is really what that is. They're not actually on dating apps. <laughs> um, so how are the apps these days? Oh my God. Okay. It's hard for a few reasons because generally speaking, I feel like people people on there aren't really looking for relationships, especially now because of quarantine. I see a lot of people just going on to like pass the time. I'm just trying to like talk to people, whatever, or like so if sexing and camming is, is what you're looking for, this is your time to shine. Like I shit you not that rise of only fans, hardcore. So I'm basically in this space where I'm like, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I'm not trying to pay for your nudes, especially after being blessed with Pornhub premium for free. But at the same time, there are always people looking. So um, if that's something you are interested in, like I'm here for it, chase that bag. Like I will support you. I will 
share your link, whatever makes you happy. <laughs> um, but um, otherwise, yeah, generally as a sex therapist, I feel like I'm always getting people trying to make everything sexual, <laughs> like literally everything. Um, and then they think they're like being original. And I'm like, I've heard this like 20 times today. <laughs> I mean, there are so many reasons why dating is tough and difficult, obviously, especially right now, but being a sex therapist and dating presents its own unique challenges. Um, what are some, what's some of the shit that you've had to deal with? <laughs> well, I mean, the main one is always the like, Oh, you're a sex therapist. Like you must be a freak. And I'm like, nah, I'm a nerd. I study what you do for free like, for fun. Like, I don't like, uh, so like, you know, um, for example, I had, um, well, I had one guy that I had spoken to like five years ago, I think. And he found me again. And so I was like, all right, like, let me give this dude another chance. Like it's been five years. Like I'm looking for different things. Maybe he's looking for different things, whatever. Well, quickly things started to get sexual again. And then long story short, he like verbally assaults me for like, for not having said right off the bat that I knew him from before and said I was trying to play like mind games or whatever. And I was like, no, I was just trying to see if things changed and like have that clean slate, but like whatever. But basically uh, my one friend, she, she was like, oh, so he's basically mad at you for the fact that he didn't have any character development over the past five years. And I started laughing because I'm like, it's so true. I'm like, how is that my fault? And additionally, I think I get a lot of people that will say they're into a whole lot of stuff as if because I'm a sex therapist, I like want to hear these things or like I'm also into these things. And I'm like, well, you don't really even know me as a person. <laughs> um, so, so there's this assumption that you're like having all kinds of sex and that there's like no boundaries and they can just say like whatever they want to you. Right. Right. I'm like, yo, like I, I have a life outside of my job. Like you realize that, right? Like I'm, I'm a I'm a whole ass human, <laughs> not just a sex therapist. I got this one guy who basically tried to tell me that he's into like everything. And I was like, okay. So do you want me to shit on you or what? Right, 100%. Because I was like, okay, are you into everything or are you saying that? And, and like, why would you say that to like a sex therapist? Because I know what's out there. You probably don't even know everything that's out there. But he swore up and down and I was like, you know, I'm more vanilla with sprinkles, pretty typical sprinkle some open-mindedness on that bitch if I really like you. But like, <laughs> but he was like, no, like I'm definitely more than that. And I was like, all right, well, like what exactly are you into? Because I was trying to show him that we were probably more alike than he thought. Mm -hmm. And he was trying to like bait me out these things. I was just like, listen, okay, if you're if you're telling me you're into everything, what are you not into? The only thing he said was pegging. And I was like, interesting. So then I was like, so you mean to tell me you're into blood sport, ABDL, scat, like blah, blah. And he was like, I'm sorry, what's that? I was like, exactly. <laughs> so for people who don't know, ABDL is adult baby diaper lovers and Shout out to all the diaper homies. Yes. And to be clear, like this wasn't from a shaming place. This was straight up a like, dude, don't say you're into everything if you don't even know what everything is. <laughs> and so, so he was just, then basically like we kind of got into it. I explained to him what those things were. And then he basically just called me a condescending bitch. And um, yeah, so, you know, I, I was just, I was just trying to, 
to explain, you know, that maybe we're more alike than you think. But then he was mad because I basically told him he was basic for liking just like light bondage, like everyone else. So I'm like, and then I'm like, is that why I'm single? Is, is that it? <laughs> I think it is a good differentiation for most therapists to, at least I know for myself, to have to consider partner or patient. Um, so I think a lot of people uh, like get nervous also dating or talking to a therapist because they're like, Oh, are you just going to therapize me? Yes. And I mean, for me in short, the answer is no. Like I do that all day and I get paid to do it. And so the last thing I want to do it at home with people is also be a therapist. Yeah. And obviously there's a lot I've learned and taken from this profession. So I can't always turn it all off. Right. No. And absolutely. I mean, it's so funny that you say that because literally my go-to when people say that is like, "Mm, nah, I don't work for free. That's literally my go-to phrase is I don't work for free because the reality is, like you said, I'm doing this all day. I'm expending my energy in this way constantly. And so, you know, for you to think that I'm going to be sitting there just like trying to like understand every bit of you and then try to like change you in some way or change your mind. Like, no, like, so you didn't ask for it. Maybe therapists are actually the worst people to date because we run out of energy and stamina with our clients. And then we come home and we're like, don't fucking talk to me. Exactly. Exactly. Fuck your problems. (laughs) Don't give a shit about you. I have no more empathy left. Um, Figure it out on your own. I'm not your therapist. um, And I don't even want to talk. Exactly. (laughs) I'm just going to be in my room for a couple hours. By so maybe that, maybe that's the problem. Yeah. And then, like I said, like, as we're talking, I'm like, ah, okay. Single is starting to make sense. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by two awesome companies, Dipsy and Trivia Star, both fun ways to spend your time, especially during the monotony groundhog day of pandemic life. Right now, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash S&S, and Trivia Star is offering you 2,500 free coins and 500 gems, which you'll figure out what that means in a second. When you download and play, just go to Apple or Google Store and search for Trivia Star. Okay, a bit about these sponsors. So Dipsy, if you haven't heard about it already, is is one of my faves. Um, It's an audio app that's full of these short, sexy stories and guided sessions that are basically designed to turn you on and help you get in touch with yourself. Uh, It's really great for listening to on your own or with a lover, for single folks or partnered people. They have a huge array of different stories and there's new content every week. So you can usually find something for any mood or interest that you're in at the moment. I personally love Dipsy Stories because it really helps me set the mood for myself and to unwind from a stressful day so that I'm open to connecting sexually with a partner. So it can really help my brain get going, especially if I've been distracted by other things that day. And again, for listeners of the show, Dipsy is generously offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash S-A-N-D-S. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash S-A-N-D-S, dipsystories.com slash S-N-S. 
Then Trivia Star is perfect for those of you who are missing Trivia Bar Nights, which I've never been too great at, but I really love going. Um, I'm usually good at the movie and uh, music rounds about like obscure music. But anyway, Trivia Star is a free mobile quiz game that's entertaining and challenging. I've been playing a lot of trivia virtually with friends during this time, and it's definitely a good distance activity too. So you can choose on Trivia Star from all sorts of categories like music, sports, movies, TV, animals. There's over 60 categories, so there's usually more trivia to explore. And the questions get harder over time, but if you get stuck, you can use some of the free coins and gems that they're offering you right now um, to skip some of those levels. Um, Just go to the Apple or Google store and search for Trivia Star. Again, Trivia Star is offering 2,500 free coins and 500 gems to get hints and beat those levels when you get stuck. So download Trivia Star for free today. Now back to the episode. How I have talked a lot about relationships and things on the podcast though. Like how is single life now? I think there's always these mixed messages that a lot of my single clients get so frustrated on, which is like, don't try too hard because just, you know, when you're least expecting it, someone will just fall into your lap and it's going to happen. And then on the flip side, it's like, no, you need to make dating your job and you need to put an effort into yourself and to like connecting with other people. So like, which is it? (laughs) (laughs) So, so honestly, like much like everything, I say things are person to person. I really do. I think that they're, I think it's about being able to look inwards and, and, and really reflect on what, what you are doing and, and whether or not that's working. And then if it's not working, do something different that, I mean, I feel like it's really as simple as that. Right. So like, so yeah, if you find that like you've been sitting around not talking to anybody thinking that like your, your next Uber Eats driver is going to be the man of your dreams, then like, if that's not working, then maybe you should go on the dating apps. Maybe I mean, he on. is. He shows up with the food I want. He better bring the sauce I asked for, and then he leaves. <laughs> I agree. I'm I'm in the same mindset, but, like, who knows? Like, it it could be your Prince Charming. Maybe on the real, on, a serious, <laughs> on a serious note, we are recording this during COVID times. So, like, shout out to the people who are having to do that work or needing better treatment and work stuff. So, the Uber Eats example is mostly just having to do with boyfriend stuff, like not what's happening in our, in our world. So just yes, think about that for a minute and, you know, treat humans like humans anyway. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. I think that that is, that's something too. I think, you know, when I think about um, couples I work with too, like, like I said, people are like, Oh, is it easier or harder for people? And I'm like, honestly, again, it's case by case. Because it depends on what was going on before. So for some people, it's giving them the time with each other and the ability to reconnect. And for other people, it's exacerbating issues that were kind of under the surface. So when it comes to single life for me, like, you know, I, I have always done a lot of the looking, looking, looking. And I think the more that I have looked inward, the more... I feel like I'm ready for this person when, when I do meet them, however that happens, because I've done the work in understanding the ways in which different relationships didn't work out. And a lot of that had to do with lack of boundaries and, um, being almost like too selfless in those relationships. Like 
not taking care of myself, not ever putting myself first. And so I've taken this time to put myself first. And that's kind of, you know, what I think is going to help me moving forward is, yeah, being better able to not focus on helping and fixing others, but more so doing all of that within myself. So for some people, it is helpful to do that, like inner reflection, inner work, you know, love yourself first type of thing. And for other people, it's not that. So it just depends on what, what's going on for you and reflecting on that. I think the whole love yourself first thing, I kind of find to be somewhat bullshit. <laughs> Go ahead. Because, because I really advocate for like self-love being an ongoing process. And yeah. like that, I don't think, at least speaking for myself and most people I know, like I don't see it being something that we just like achieve and then we never struggle with it again. Sure. And so I don't like people saying like, oh, you won't meet someone until you really love yourself. I think there's definitely something to that. Like it's crucial to do your own work, to like take a step back and work on yourself and not just be, you know, taking care of other people and people pleasing and all of that. And if we all waited until we fully loved ourselves forever and always before we felt like we were worthy of finding a partner no one would be dating ever. Oh yeah. No, we'd be single forever. We'd be single forever. And yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think like you said, it's not necessarily an all or nothing thing. Yeah. It doesn't mean you should say, well, I don't need to work on myself, but yeah, right. Like looking inward and saying like, how am I not loving myself enough that I'm allowing people to treat me poorly type of thing like that. That's one thing, but yeah, but like having this like all encompassing, like, Oh yeah, I am just so loving and accepting of myself. And until that happens, like I can't be, no, no, because the reality is in my opinion, as, as a relationship therapist, growth happens through relationship, right? Like, because you're getting the feedback, you're not, people don't grow in isolation. They grow in relation with others. And so, so yeah. So if I'm not engaging with other people, I'm not getting the feedback needed to learn more about myself and learn to love and accept all parts of myself. So yeah, I think it's across the board. Like, like I said, these things are a lot more complex than people want to allow them to be. Yeah. And going back to the dating stuff for a second, like any other experiences that have come up for you in terms of like dating as a therapist or sex therapist, for me, probably my least favorite thing to hear from someone is like, Oh, you're a sex therapist. I need a sex. I could use a sex therapist. <laughs> um, so or do you need, do you need practice? Um, oh my god right they're like oh I'm yeah like, i know for sure i'm never going to date you or have sex with you right? i'm like i i love the let me help you with your dissertation because part of me wants to be like here are these articles read them and write this shit for me <laughs> have you ever said that <laughs> not yet not yet um because i've been trying to be nice um but <laughs> i might start because it's so true like i yeah i constantly get the, oh, I need a sex therapist. And part of me is like, then you should have found me on psychology today. Like, I'm confused. <laughs> or like explain to people, if I was your therapist, I couldn't also be someone you're sleeping with or someone you're going on dates with. It just boggles my mind. Like, I, I just don't understand how people think that that is something that's exciting to me or even original. Literally, I'm like, uh, this is the 20th time I've heard this today. I... I, okay. And then again, I'm like, okay, so you need a sex therapist. Then my thing is, what are your concerns? 
And they're all like, oh, no, <laughs> I don't have any concerns. Like, oh, really? Tell me about your mom. Right. 100%. 100%. Performance anxiety. Tell me all about it. What did you say? <laughs> you feel self-conscious of your genitals. Right. 100%. And I'm just like, you know, like, and that's the thing. Um, I'm like, you obviously don't fully understand what I do. You're like making this like fantasy about what I do. Um, and it's, it, like I said, it's laughable. Like I'm not, I'm not uptight, so I'm not gonna pretend like I'm so upset every time this happens. Half the time I'm just laughing and rolling my eyes, but, but yeah, I mean, I would love for more people to like, want to get to know me as a person versus telling me what type of sex they're into. And then, you know, asking me if I'm down, I'm like, did you ask me anything else about myself? Maybe, maybe ask me what what I'm into, what I like. How about that? Instead of just telling me all the ways I could fit your fantasy. Mm. Not helpful. <laughs> That's not going to work is, for anyone. This is where I do consider sex therapists to be like sex work adjacent. Uh-huh. Because even, even though we don't face as much like pushback or stigma or discrimination with, you know, the FOSTA-SESTA laws. And if you don't know what those are, like I talk about them on most every podcast episode. So please uh, tune in. People often, I mean, I think this is maybe something that all humans do, but they kind of like project what they want and what they need onto us because of being open and talking about sex. So that may mean like, okay, you're down to just receive a dick pic or you're down for me to just have no boundaries with you or um, you're down for me to just unload all of my emotional turmoil onto you and have you hold it and help me and give me free advice. And so I think there is this overlap between the fields that like, because people think they know you based on some persona that they can just expect whatever they want. Right. Exactly. And I think again, like, you know, um, generally, yeah. Like, um, in therapy, I am very much myself. We talked about that. Like, I, I'm, I'm very much myself. And so, um, but at the same time too, like you said, these people, they don't know me. So they're making assumptions about not only me as a person, but me as a professional and all these things. Whereas like, I feel like I would be, all of this would make more sense if it was an actual client that had gotten to know me and worked with me. And then all of a sudden was thinking all these things like, but, but yeah, these people like don't know me from Adam. Why do you think that sex therapists mean this too? Like, have you, have you ever been to a sex therapist? Do you even know what we do? Generally the answer is no. So how would you explain it? What do you do? Oh, what do I do? Well, oh shit. Okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah. you're like, I don't know. I sit. I don't know. I sit there. I listen. Um, <laughs> basically, I think, I think the best way to describe what I do is uh, it's very simple. I, I do general talk therapy, you know, helping people understand themselves better and like reduce shame, increase authenticity. Um, and I just happen to have more knowledge in how to work with sexual concerns as well. That's really what I do. But yeah, to think it's some like, oh my gosh, like she's just into everything. She's open. Like, no, like you don't know me as a person. Like, so yeah, that's kind of my view on that. I think the other part that's different about sex therapy, because I I agree with what you said, and I think you said it so well that it's basically like regular therapy, but we actually talk about sex. So what I mean by that is most therapists only get one class, if at all, on human sexuality. And so I often get referred to 
as like an adjunct person to work with because the client can't talk to their regular therapist about sex, which I think is wild. Yeah. I think it's so, I mean, there are people that I would refer out to that I don't specialize in. So it's good that there's a specialization in some ways, but it's also therapy should not be another place where you can't talk about sex. Like it is a part of, it is a human right. And it is part of mental health. Right. And it's, it's just part of life. It's such a huge part of the human experience. And that's the thing too, whether, whether or not you're having it or not, it still plays a huge part in how you see the world, how you experience um, things around you, relationships, et cetera. Um, yeah. so, I think the one thing that is different is it can be a little more like proactive and with the therapist being a little more of like an educator as well, yeah. because there's so much education that comes into like almost learning sex ed sometimes for the yeah. first time and maybe more homework and more like proactive additional stuff to do outside of like assignments and things outside of the therapy. So it's, I think it can be a little more directive once you move through some of the emotional stuff. Right. Exactly. I'm definitely offering a lot more with regards to like specific suggestions and things like that. Um, whereas, you know, with other things I, I might not, I might give the client more space to kind of figure things out, but, and what works for them. But, but yeah, so if I were your client and I was struggling with being single during this pandemic, <laughs> what might you tell me? Uh, masturbate, masturbate, masturbate. <laughs> yes. Do that even if you're not single. Right. But like, really, it's like, I would say take this time to really learn yourself. Honest to God, learn yourself and learn what you're actually looking for. Because that will keep you more focused on that. I I think um, sometimes the mistake I know that I've made in the past is, you know, knowing that I want something um, serious, committed, long term, um, you know, not just a hookup, which no shame in that game, been there, done that. But like right now it's different. Right. And so if you're looking for that, like what I have, the mistake I've made in the past is you know, if someone cute, like piques my interest, and then they start talking in a sexual way to me, I then am like, okay, I'll accept this attention just because I like am missing attention. And that ends up like defeating the purpose, right? Where it's just like, no, 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 like, I need to stick to what I'm looking for. Otherwise, I'm just going to continue to settle for whatever comes my way. And so I think it's, it's really helpful to take this time where you're kind of stuck by yourself, taking that time to look inward and be like, all right, what about me needs to change in order to make me more ready for a healthy relationship? If a relationship is what you're looking for, of course, being clear on what it is you're looking for and, and not really allowing yourself to move away from that. But sometimes yes to all of that. Yes. And sometimes it seems so frustrating for the single folks in my life that I love and care about, whether that be a friend or a client. And maybe I'm biased because I either work with them or care about them, but I'm like, you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. You know, there are people out there who aren't doing all the stuff you're doing and have found a partner. And so I think it can be, it can be hard to get out of the narrative of like, because this hasn't happened for me, there must be something wrong with me. Oh my God. Okay. So like, yes, you need to look inward and be like, what's going on for me. But like, what if you're fine? <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. And that's the thing. And so I'm so glad you brought that up because, because I think that 
with regards to the looking inwards, yeah, people make the assumption that I'm saying that there, yeah, there's something that, you know, you need to fix, but part of it is just, and maybe there is right. But part of it is also just staying true to yourself, right. And not allowing other people's inadequacies to affect you or internalizing that as there's something wrong with you. No, you just haven't found the person that's a good fit for you yet. And it sucks. It really sucks. You know, when you're just like, what the fuck I've done all the work. Like I, I'm ready. And certain people are just not coming. And my mindset is always like, maybe the person that's meant for you isn't ready yet. And that's kind of how I see it. And so maybe they still need to do the work. But of course, that goes into like my whole like spiritual way of looking at things too. So I digress. (laughs) A lot of my listeners hate the woo-woo stuff. So I try to limit my woo-woo talk. But um, I want people to be able to hire you and find you. Um, How can people do that? Okay. Um, So you can find me um, on my website at www.com real-talk-therapy.com. Um, you can also uh, find me on Instagram at real underscore talk underscore therapy. And then of course, psychology today, that's always tried and true. You can find me on there, Nicole Belmonte um, in the Schaumburg area of Illinois. So and if you want people to who have done work on themselves who aren't just going to hit you up for uh, to talk about sex initially um, to date you, uh, where can people find you? Oh my god! Um, so that will be Instagram um, at x nikki x b x. Um, slide into the DMs, um, please. Please talk to me about anything but sex um, initially. And then we can go from there. Um, but get yeah. your boundaries straight. Either be looking for therapy or be looking to date her. Right. No in between, please. No in between. I'm over it. I get plenty of the in between. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. Please put my cute pick up. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. And again, if you want to follow what I'm doing, I'm on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars, on Twitter at Sluts Scholars, and please rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you.